Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no frumpy jumpers. I am Angela Reed of the blog Parisian Farm Girl, and I am joined by my girlfriend, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead blog. How are you this Monday before the big holiday? Shay Shay. Yes, good. Uh, We finally got enough of our stuff done around here that I could even think about it. So that's what I did a couple of days ago. I finally made a list of stuff I needed to get in order. So I'm feeling good. Good-ish. Ish. <laughs> good-ish. Any uh, decorations or you got the menu nailed down? I got you're, the you're menu. Good. That's pretty much it. Just the menu. Okay. The rest, I just live. I just fly by the seat of my pants and see what She's happens. just a free spirit. I'm a free spirit. There's no, there's no daily grind. Mm-mm. I just <laughs> do whatever I want all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my goodness. Seriously. Well, let's see. <laughs> Who shall today's show be brought to us by? How well, about Patreon? For those of you <laughs> that would like to be a part of the Homemaker Chic podcast, you want to get in You want digital copies of the cookbooks. You want our to-do lists. You want to hang out with us every quarter where we throw down to celebrate the end of the season. Then you need to visit patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast and become a patron. We also have the perk of a Discord server. I, I still like just saying those words is so weird. Okay. Yes. I still don't understand it. The boomer. I don't understand it either. But apparently (laughs) we can all get on and chat. It's like an old school 1980s like phone chat. Okay, so when you uh, support the podcast on Patreon.com, you will have access to our Discord server where there are plenty of other homemakers and everybody's in there exchanging recipes and encouraging each other in their daily grind. So we would love to see you over there. We also post... uh, blog posts. We keep you updated, maybe with old articles that Ang- that Angela and I, that Shay and I have <laughs> written that are applicable to what we discuss here on the podcast. So we'd love to see you over at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. Yes. Today's episode of the podcast is also brought to you by our beloved Dry Farm Wines. You guys are coming out in droves to order. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a dry farm revolution we've created. It is. It is. And I love it because if you don't know what we're talking about, it's something you you really should try. Dry Farm Wines is a wine. What's the word we decided to use? Well, I think they're like an importer, basically. Yeah, they're an importer. They break it in. Yeah. They go around the world and they find growers who are growing organic, biodynamic, naturally yeasted, no additives, no sugar, no junk, no fillers, no coloring, no nothing like that. They find these amazing small growers that would never make it into our hands otherwise. They import them and they deliver them to your door. And you can choose different levels of membership. You can do three, six, nine, or 12, or any combination thereof. So, in that vein, we should probably just cue the wine music. Yeah. For sure. It's a, it's a holiday week. We need a lot of consider it music and consider it done. <laughs> if you would like to give Dry Farm Wines a try, then go visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Get your first order in and Dry Farms as a thank you will include a bottle of wine for just one penny in addition to whatever you order. 
that's a, you know, that's they do a good such deal. a good job of educating, which we try to do here on the podcast as well. But I was on Instagram the other night and watched one of their live feeds where they were doing a ton of Q&A. Their mm-hmm. customer support is fabulous. If you need to treat yourself to something, like this is it. <laughs> when that box comes, the literature and the packaging, all right? We all yep. love like getting a good bottle of Chanel number no. five. It comes with all the pretty packaging. That's what getting your monthly dry farm order is like. It's beautiful. It's a big treat. Can I tell you it something? Comes in the mail. Yes, ma'am. I have never smelled Chanel number no. five. Get out! <laughs> No, I sent you Worked a bottle on here. one year for Christmas, wasn't it? Because I knew you loved it. You did, you did. But I didn't get me. smell you it. Got me. You didn't get me, pardon my language, you did not get me the toilet water. You got me the eau de parfum. And it was... Ah. Yep. Beautiful. Maybe I should get a bottle and smell it. Here's what not to do, okay? Don't pick up a bottle like at, a, at an antique store or a thrift store. Okay. To decide if you like it. Because you'll see like vintage bottles. Because like when this, when number five goes old lady, it goes old lady. Okay. Like oh, it, so you need to use it, it before it. takes it. a turn. Right? Okay. Like you, okay. you don't want to buy, you don't want to decide if you like it based on an antique bottle of it. Like an open Which bottle I, of wine that has sat out for oh. a couple of days with no cork. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. With mm-hmm. no cork. But not a couple of hours. No. Then it gets really good. There's a fine... There's a tipping point. Oh my gosh. I'm going to show this on YouTube, but I, for my Christmas table, I found this red glassware, of course, like, cause I need dishes, more dishes. Like I need a hole in the head. Um, little, like, uh, you know, I guess whiskey, like tiny glasses and then water goblets and this decanter, it's got a wine stem base but it's only about two inches off the table. And then it's just this huge red balloon with these beautiful carved roses and stuff in it. Huh? Like really probably fabulous for aerating a bottle of red wine or something. Mm. So gorgeous. Is it? It, it looks like it'll a break little you little old lady-ish. It, so beautiful. What'd you say? Hmm? What? <laughs> what? Hmm? What? <laughs> I said it sounds a little old lady-ish. Stop it. Maybe it it's probably awesome. Is. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably super old ladyish. That's why it was at the thrift store for seven dollars. All right. So what are you sipping? Okay. What are you decanting in your fabulous new? Bottle? Okay. So if I was on Instagram right now, I'd be using the hashtag "What I'm sipping." Um, this is. I'm sure there's a really swanky German way to pronounce this, but I'm going to just call it hyperflux compression because that's what it says. Oh yeah, it's, the one that looks like an atom or something, or a little like a Leonardo da Vinci drawing or something like hold, that. No, hold it up. My daughters and I are watching Alias, so it's a Rambaldi drawing. If oh, that's an yeah, old that's Alias fan. Yep. Um, so this is a an Austrian Hyperflux Gruner. This is a 2019 um, by Johann Zillinger or something like that. And uh, I had, before my internet tanked, I had a phonetic pronunciation of this written on my computer, but now it's gone. So I'm going to try this. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. Um, Niederösterreich. Is that the grape? Jay is laughing at me. Is that the grape? That is the region, a Niederösterreich. Okay. It's just funny because so when, it's a, when you're looking it's at these Gruner bottles. Veltliner. It's a Veltliner. Okay. What'd you say? It's just funny because when you're looking at the bottle and you're seeing the words like, okay, yeah, this is the region. This is the grape. Here's the grower or the vintner. But when I'm listening to you try to speak this language, it's like, I don't even hear 
I don't hear words. I don't hear. I just hear it's gibberish. Just, that's how I feel when you try to speak French. So <laughs> oh, the, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is a north. It looks like northeast Austria, and it's it's very yummy. So it's like a little lemon citrus lime mm. with some like butter nutmeg yumminess. Mm. Mm-hmm. When you said that, my first thought was, I bet that'd be good with tacos, but. It's probably yeah, no, not I how did, it was um, intended to be I did, enjoyed. I <laughs> did uh, salmon crepes. I did uh, crepe okay, spinach with salmon and like a red onion garnish crepes. All right. There so, you go. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Well, do give that a try, dear listeners. If you can sound it out and write it out, you can order it from dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Go get your order in and get your penny bottle while you're there. Yes, please. We nailed it. We did. Just like always, every time. As always. Uh, we're really we're excited gonna... about today's episode. Is that what you yeah, were going to say? we're going to nail it again. Because uh, okay. the last time she was here. Wow. Yes. So we are extremely, extremely pleased. Now, we incorrectly call her Madame Chic. I know. She would say she is not Madame, not Madame Chic. Madame but Chic. to us, she is. Jennifer of the Daily Connoisseur. How are you, lovely? Hi, ladies. Thank you Hello. so much for having me back. Well, we're so happy that you're here. Mm-hmm. I'm we so excited ne- to be here again. We need some more chic. We need you to refine us, <laughs> spank us into shape, and then send us on our way for the next season. Right? <laughs> rough us up a little bit. Exactly. Us, right? Exactly. Sand off the rough edges. <laughs> I will do my best, but I tell you what, you do that for me too, so. Oh, isn't that just the way it is though we we just aren't meant to be alone no we just aren't we're we're just meant to be around each other and inspire one another encourage one another um i love your stuff jennifer if you guys don't follow her yet you simply must she's on youtube the daily connoisseur what is your blog what's your website is it the daily connoisseur.com okay jennifer will not let you get away with being <laughs> What's the right word? Trashy? Gauche. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, tread lightly here. (laughs) (laughs) The word you're looking for is gauche. (laughs) That's what I love about you, Jennifer. I was just talking to Shay earlier. I said, my one of my favorite things is just the no apologies. Like, no, we're setting a standard. We're going to do our very best to maintain the standard and carry Mm -hmm. on. Well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, tell us what's been up for you since you were on the podcast last. Well, first of all, it it was so great to be on the podcast and so many people did find me through the podcast. So thank you for that. And I love the Homemaker Chic audience. Um, Everything's been going really well. Um, I have been, you know, just diving into different topics on YouTube and uh, really also exploring the homemaker theme as well which I think is just seeing a resurgence in popularity right now, seeing as how everybody is home. So whether Mm -hmm. or not you consider yourself a homemaker or not, I think people are trying to figure out how to run their homes in in not only in an efficient way, but in a beautiful way as well. Mm -hmm. I do. I think you're right. Um, I, I know you you're friends with and follow the darling Academy. And I just read that incredible blog post that she wrote. She oh, I just see. I haven't oh, seen yeah. it. She just kind of laid it all out. She had a 
an experience on, it sounds like a BBC program where she was interviewed and then it wasn't quite what she thought it was going to be. And mm, never is. She just, it never <laughs> is. But this, it's a phenomenal article. She, and again, just no apologies. I am a homemaker. I take care of my children. I am, you know, I support my husband. It was just beautiful. Mm, it's very yeah. long. So, so pour a big cup of coffee and sit down and tuck into that. She does a great job. But I think you're right with everyone being at home. It's not just that this year, everybody learned how to make sourdough. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been a, a turning inward of the heart, even of like, well, if I'm here, how can I care for my environment? And oh, wow, I actually enjoy doing this. Mm -hmm. This is actually not degrading. This is actually enjoyable and a skill and a fine art, if you will. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I think every home needs a homemaker. Doesn't matter who lives there. Doesn't matter right. if you work outside of the home. Somebody mm -hmm. needs to attend to the matters that in the home. And most people these days have the whole family helps, but there usually is one mm -hmm. person in charge steering the ship. And that person needs constant inspiration and guidance because it can be a lonely endeavor. And like Shay said, we do need each other. Um, mm -hmm. although during the day we don't, we don't have each other. You start off the day, you might feel overwhelmed. You have just the kids and you, and you have to, you have to craft this day. So that's why podcasts like this, your YouTube channels, that type of thing is so important, I think, as support for the modern homemaker. Mm -hmm. How have you seen um, sort of your audience or the dynamic of your audience shift in this last year where, you know, a lot of women who didn't see themselves filling this role or men for that matter um, mm -hmm. are there now? I mean, this is their cup to drink, as it were. Has Have you noticed a shift in your audience? I have. I get a lot of comments from people saying, um, you know, I'm now home and I don't know what to do or I feel overwhelmed. Or a lot of comments say, I'm so excited. I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I get to work from home now and I get to be home because a lot of people love being home. Like me, I'm, I'm an introvert. I love being home. My favorite place to be. So I do notice a lot of people that are now finding themselves in this situation where they weren't there before. So, um, yeah, it's a big, it's a big shift for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I did a business call just a couple of hours ago and I was at home with my kids not behaving very well in the background. And she was at home in Alaska with her kids in the background, you know, because their office is currently closed. And we just I just thought, what a strange, <laughs> what a strange <laughs> world that we live in where everyone's conducting business out of their basements or, you know, mm -hmm. I was thinking again about that. Did you see that viral video from BBC where that reporter was giving an interview and then his like children burst in in the background? It's literally the yes. funniest thing I've ever I seen did. in uh -huh. my life. <laughs> yeah. Every time I watch it, I cry. Yeah. But that's just life at working at home. It's just hysterical. Mm -hmm. You know, I know it is. We uh, our last episode or maybe two episodes ago, the one where we interviewed Audrey, the footsteps from the kids in that episode are particularly <laughs> loud. And somebody was just like, you know, I can hear these blah, 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 blah. And can't you keep them quiet? And I was just like, look, you get it with you get it with footsteps or you get nothing at all. <laughs> Because exactly. right? this is like, did somebody really say that? I missed that. Yeah. I'm glad I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just funny because to me, when I hear stuff like that, I just think this is life and these parents are doing the best they can do. And, you know, we are all families who chose to homeschool mm -hmm. before all of this happened. Mm -hmm. But I have nothing but empathy for all the families who 
have to homeschool because they don't mm-hmm. have another choice, you know, and they didn't, right. they didn't choose that. Now, whether you're arguing that's good or bad is a completely different conversation, but right. they have nothing but my sincere empathy because it's hard when you choose it. Mm-hmm. It's that much harder when you don't choose it. You know, we all fought to work from home. Mm-hmm. We all sought to do that, but so many people didn't. And now they just find themselves trying to be professional at home, which is mm-hmm. hard, so hard. <laughs> so but I hard. think it's a little bit, you know, there, I think there's an element of being professional that's just a little bit Robotron for me, if you will. What do you mean? And so, so just, it's just, it's fake. I mean, I understand being able to conduct yourself in a business-like manner and be professional, but like the the fact is, you, pardon me, like you may need to just run to the bathroom really bad. You know, like everybody's just doing their best and there is this element of humanity that isn't really like factored into the professional realm. Mm. You know, you've been in a business meeting and your stomach's growling, you know, there's, mm-hmm. and so we're home and there's footsteps in the back and little kids are breaking in on interviews I think it's just kind of like brought us all down like, hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. We're all doing our best. Here. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. how do you yeah, record no. your stuff, Jed? Because you put out a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of content, a yeah. lot of content. How do you do this? And you do it in the daylight. It's not like you get up at two in the morning when it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> I put out two videos a week on my main channel and then one vodcast on my memberships. So I do three videos a week, roughly. And what I do is, um, so if it's during the day and and it's so funny because on all my videos, that's like one of the number one questions. And I never answer it because it's so complicated. People say, where are your kids when you're shooting the videos? (laughs) They're locked in a closet (laughs) there. I lock. No. Yeah. With a box of Cheez-Its. They'll be fine. (laughs) It's so funny because I don't, uh, I don't put them in my videos that much, but I just tell, first of all, when the baby's asleep, I will record a video, you know? And, um, so when he's asleep, I will record a video. The other ones, the bigger ones are old enough to know, Mm -hmm. don't they know now, you know, this is my job. And I say to them, Mm -hmm. I say, mommy has a very strange job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, and they totally get it now. And when I tell them I'm going to film a video, they do not interrupt me. They go make, they play, they do other things, you know? So that's what happens when I'm filming a video. Um, they go out a lot, so it's quiet you know, mm-hmm. or they'll be with neighbors, friends, family. So that's, that's what's happening. But, um, my family just know my job is very strange and I do, mm-hmm. I shoot three videos a week and I don't know. I honestly don't know how I do it. It's just, I have no idea. You just how do, I do it, it to be honest. With yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I juggle, I juggle a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like so often when you're working from home, like I just get up and I'm like, okay, what, what's coming today? Like, are we recording a video? Are we recording podcasts? Are we trying to pretend like we're farmers? Are we pretending like we're homeschoolers? Like, hmm, what hat should we wear today? (laughs) See, that's funny because I watch both of you and I think, how do they do the farm? That's what I don't understand. I totally get homeschooling, working from home, being a homemaker. But how do you add the farm element on top of that? Mm -hmm. It's incredible. We don't know. It's incredible. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of extra chores. That's, you know, milking the cow and all of that. It's incredible. I just hats off to both of you. I love it. Yeah, it is a ton. I mean, I think we both have very helpful husbands Mm -hmm. who are willing to serve our dream of having a farm. (laughs) I'm pretty sure both of them want to retire in condos 
somewhere on the Mediterranean. <laughs> in, Ari- in Arizona or something. Like, <laughs> moving to Phoenix. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. But, you know, it's we, we've looked at each other so many times and said, oh, my gosh, our work is very strange. Like it is. I know this like, seems just weird, like- kids, but. I'm going to take pictures of flowers for 45 minutes because <laughs> that's how we make a living. <laughs> it is bizarre to, to explain that to your kids. And my kids are old enough. They know like, OK, well, this is mom sets the table and she takes some pictures or shoots a video. And it's very bizarre. that's how it's done. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. It is weird. I always think when they grow up, what is, when they look back, you know, when I look back at what my parents did and mm-hmm. it's, it was so normal. You know, and like, mm-hmm. what are our kids going to think when they grow mm-hmm. up about what we did? Yeah, I keep uh, copies of all my books and recipes for my kids so that I'm like, here's what I did. Here's some printed mm-hmm. versions of what I did, because the rest is, you know, Instagram will probably be dead by then. YouTube mm, will right. probably be gone. Like oh, all yeah. this content that we put out there probably won't be there anymore, which is fine. Right. But uh, yeah, I try to keep a few hard copies to be like, I did something. I think. Right. It wasn't just all a weird memory. Yeah. Like, so they're, exactly. They're in the therapist office. Exactly. Know, like, there was always like a beeswax candle lit. And mom was always complaining her battery was about to die. <laughs> it was a really rough childhood. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, well, oh my we need to talk about how you are managing to maintain your air of chicness. In a non-chic world, Jennifer, Mm. (laughs) because definitely I have amazing, uh, I have an amazing audience on YouTube, on the blog, on Instagram, great people. Some of them have been with me for so long. Um, Mm -hmm. But even in that, with everything going on, you know, obviously with COVID, with the election year, with the lockdowns, all of it, it's, it's just fuel on the fire. And I've noticed now more than ever how women in particular, the things that come out of their mouth, the things that they choose to message or email about or comment or how they react to somebody else, it's pretty vile. Um, What would you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, I think this, here's my thoughts. I take comfort in elegance and uh, classiness and taking the high road. And I'm not saying that I am elegant and classy. I just take comfort in striving toward that. So as the rest of the world, um, it's just in turmoil right now and it can be very unsettling. So I find comfort in what I can control about myself, which is my appearance, my behavior, my speech, Mm-hmm. And uh, my thoughts and how I run my home and my business. So there's a, there's a lot that we're in charge of, if you think about it, that we do control. And so I find comfort in, uh, in dressing well every day and in looking presentable and having good posture and standing out uh, from the crowd in that way. And I don't go out as much. I, I didn't go out that much to begin with before the lockdown. Now, I, I rarely go out. <laughs> um but uh, when I do, I do enjoy getting dressed up. I went to the grocery store yesterday, or actually, or the day before yesterday. And I was, I realized I'm wearing something pretty fancy to the grocery store. But for me, that's <laughs> just, um, <laughs> it's 
it's totally normal for me. It is not uncomfortable anymore. When I first started dressing up every day, or I don't even call it dressing up, just dressing, dressing well, wearing clothes, <laughs> just dressing, have some that. thought, just dressing. Yeah. yeah, just some thought behind my style. Mm. Um, I would be a bit self conscious because that was right around the time where things started getting really casual in the world. And if these days, if you wear a dress to the grocery store, you're going to get looked at, not in a sleazy way or, uh, mm-hmm. stu- but people just kind of, they're, it's like they're mm-hmm. taken aback. Like, where are you going? Where are you what going? Are you, where are you going after this? You <laughs> yeah. know, do you have a wedding? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I actually take a lot of <laughs> a wedding. I take a lot of comfort in that. I, I love. And the thing is, I don't have this. Carrie Bradshaw wardrobe. I've got a very small wardrobe. I wear the same things all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wear the same things twice in a row, just one day after another. But I, I love it. And, and mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. And I used to shy away from that attention that where people would look at me like thinking, what's wrong with that lady? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she dressed up. I don't care now. And, mm-hmm. and it brings me comfort. So elegance just brings me comfort right now because everything else seems to be so out of order, mm-hmm. you know? Don't you feel like that's kind of what's lacking from people is, I don't know. I just keep thinking about like, for one, being slow to speak um, and just holding back, which is an, which is a chic, it, you have to train yourself to do that, to not be the woman who is like, Hey, you want to go <laughs> like, let's mm-hmm. do this <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and throw down. Um, it's hard to. It's hard to train yourself to guard your tongue and to speak well and to be thoughtful. And we had a guest on last week, Audrey, and she said, uh, so she shared her story about her daughter, Danica, who has brain cancer. And, And in this process, she's learned how to not speak with her emotions because she said, when I speak with my emotions, that doesn't serve Danica. That serves Mm -hmm. me. And I feel like I'm being heard. I'm being expressed, but that doesn't help the communication factor uh, with which is what I'm trying to accomplish. So, for example, if she's talking to a doctor, right, and, and she's weeping and gnashing her teeth and outraged about any number of things, that doesn't actually help them to communicate well. And so ultimately, that's not what serves the situation best. And I think that can be said of a, a lot of the ways that women communicate online uh, and I just say women because that's primarily what I have experience with because 90% of my audience is women, probably more <laughs> than 90, 90%. Um, but that's a hard thing, I feel like, for us women to do, to take a step back, to put our emotions in check before we interact with other people. It's it's really hard because it requires self-control and self-control mm-hmm. is so hard. It, it is, um, you know, which is... Well, the Bible verse about ruling your spirit. If you mm-hmm. can rule your spirit, you're greater than. I can't remember what it said. Something <laughs> amazing. Who rules an army, <laughs> right? <laughs> ruling your own spirit is is so hard, mm-hmm. and especially if you're in a situation. I don't care, you know, who it's with. If you're with a relative who's arguing with you about politics and you don't want to talk about it, or if you're with, um, you're online and you're getting rude comments or. Uh, whatever it is, it requires a level of restraint and self-control that is um, is lacking in our society because this is a society mm-hmm. where you can you can say what you want, you can get what you want right then, right there. So restraint and self-control is very hard. 
Mm-hmm. But right. um, it is so crucial to poise and class and character to be able to be cool, calm, and collected and to reserve reserve your speech. Mm-hmm. And it's so much better to say nothing than to get into an argument with somebody over something, I find. Right. You always regret it. <sighs> yes. Sometimes it comes out like vomit, though. Like it just is like you can't you can't stop it. <laughs> well, I do think there's really, you know, we the society's just become so reactionary that mm-hmm. it's, you know, we have like the Amazon Amazonification, like you can get something and drone mm-hmm. to your house in five hours and you can just vomit out whatever response you want to give based on what you see or what you think you see, mm-hmm. what you've heard, what you think you heard. It's um, it's scary. Mm-hmm. It it's scary how quickly, uh, people how quickly we react. And if you pause and contemplate, then you're give then you you're allowed to give a response. We not a we reaction. We need to give responses <laughs> because, like she always says, like we don't all have to agree on things. We're not looking for like homogenized milk toast. Mm-hmm. But just to pause and have the decorum to be able to give a a well thought out response mm-hmm. as opposed to reacting is lacking. <laughs> mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yes. It's important. Sometimes it is important to state your case. Other times it's uh, important it's to not. realize that they, <laughs> they're not going to hear you. They yeah, don't want right. to hear you. So it's better right. to just say nothing and allow them to have a tantrum. Yeah. Stu always so tells me if you enter into a discussion with the intention of changing somebody else's mind, you should not be in that conversation. And I, and I, yeah. I think that's really, really important. But you know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine who loves, and I know I'm going to tread, I'm going to tread carefully on this, Jennifer, because I know you have opinions on this. She <laughs> loves Jane Austen. Okay. I do not. I know. I know. And, but what bothers me about it is I realize I'm just such an American because I am in this culture of you just, say things and and they don't even have to be bad, but you just sort of, you speak truth or you speak your mind. And in those books, it's like, oh, so-and-so is in love with so-and-so, but it's going to take them three and a half years to say it. <laughs> you don't love that? What's no, I you? don't. Just I'm like, kidding. I'm watching it. I'm like, this is, or reading, I tried to read it, but even watching it, I'm like, oh, for the love, just say, <laughs> just say it. <laughs> <laughs> but yet there's the flip side of that, which is if you have three years to contemplate your emotions, that safeguards you from a lot, a lot yes. of misadventure. <laughs> so funny you mentioned that. So my new BFF is Brian Kozlowski, who wrote The Jane Austen Diet, and he's got a new book coming out about the queen. So I'm going to be interviewing him and he's so cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think, but that's so funny because. What's the Jane Austen diet? Is this just like oh, I watched your video the other day on that? You did, did a great job on that. Oh, I mean, it was thank so. You. Is it just being informative? So and I loved like, how you put all three ideas together. Yeah, yeah. The Jane Austen diet is a book about. It's not a diet. It's like you know, it's kind of deceptive, but it's about Brian Kozlowski oh. went through her novels and extracted the wisdom that Jane put in the novels about eating back in the Regency era, and a lot of the stuff we could apply to our lives today. So. Okay, that sounds interesting. 
Mm-hmm. It's an yeah. interesting book. It's good. Mm, okay. Yeah. There's, I think it, there's a beautiful, there's a pretty wide road that we can, I mean, some people are just going to be a little bit more like I always joke, Angela's from Chicago. Like there's no breeding that out of her. She's got that like. <laughs> I'm going to spit out my tea. <laughs> Thanks, Sherry. <You're> welcome. <laughs> but I mean, you have that, you have that grit that. Hmm. Like you, you are not a Southern belle. It's just not, it's no. not your character, you know? And um, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying you're, she's crass or anything like this. I just mean, there's a pretty wide road for being chic and being respectful and being kind and being thoughtful with your words. It's not like we all have to speak like, you know, we're on Downton Abbey or something. That's not, mm-hmm. again, we're not trying to homogenize people into this group of, Here's the language we use and you need to only speak about these things and you need to act exactly like this. I don't think that's the point. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful little mini cultures all over our country. And, you know, like people from Chicago, they'll say things that we don't say here in the Pacific Northwest or that they don't say down in the South. And I think that's kind of unique. I I don't think we we need to be careful not to lose that. But. Like Stuart always says, please do justice to the English language. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, I think the best part about cultivating elegance for every woman is that you should take, you shouldn't try to change who you are, where you're from, because that's what makes you unique. And so taking where you are from your roots and just working with what you have, uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think it's like anything or for me, like anything else for me, I like to look at different people, different cultures, different situations and go, okay, what do I like? What, mm-hmm. what do I, like you said earlier, what do I find comfort in? Mm-hmm. What's comforting about what I am hearing right now? What's making me feel strong or strengthened or encouraged and adopt those things mm-hmm. in? I mean, we've all done that, whether we see someone's cooking style Many people are influenced by Shay. They're adopting the way she does things. And I, I think we can do that as women, too, in our communication skills. I think you, you cannot deny the intrigue in hearing the way other people approach different things. Someone might uh, be really intrigued by, say, someone from you know, Chicago or the Midwest and maybe their assertiveness or, mm-hmm. you know, and then the manners of the South, you know, something that's got a little bit more decorum. There's a reason we watch Downton Abbey and we go, oh, I wish I had gone to finishing school <laughs> because we we crave certain things that we see in different cultures and different styles. Mm-hmm. Oh, I completely threatened to send Georgia to finishing school last week. <laughs> it's like, you're going. <laughs> I'm going too, but we're going to. I want to go. I was going to say, I'll go with her. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We'll go together. I'd Wouldn't that be that. fun if we all did? Let's yes. go one oh weekend. Maybe there'll be one weekend thing and we could go to it. Imagine the YouTube videos we could make out of that. Oh, that would amazing. be pretty I would fun. love to. Even just manners. You know, mm-hmm. manners fascinate me. You can go to the library and get a book. First of all, Emily Post is a fascinating woman mm-hmm. to begin with. Architect. It's just a phenomenal story. Um, but if you go get like an Emily Post etiquette book, it's bigger than your Bible. It's huge. And it's absolutely mind-blowing when you read 
all the approaches to different situations and what are considered manners, like things you've never even, ways of responding that you've never even thought of. Mm. And it's so intriguing. And it's, you kind of have like these light bulb moments. It's, I would encourage, like, mm. just go get an etiquette, Emily Post etiquette book and just thumb through it because it's very eye opening. You know, we Good have, manners provide comfort, you know, yes, and they make you feel comfortable, comfortable in any situation. Even if nobody around you has manners, you take comfort. Mm-hmm. It's like dressing well. Even if nobody around you does it, take comfort in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think they, you know, they're designed to make other people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I watched a video. There is a video on YouTube. That's fun. I'm not going to. I'm not going to remember the channel, but it's a gal. She does a series of different things. And in one of, in this particular episode, she's going to a hotel in New York for like an afternoon Mm. of etiquette. And it's so, it's very, um, the manners she's learning are very European based as far as it's very princess Kate, you know, how to sit, how to fold your napkin, how to dab your mouth. Mm -hmm. It's, but it's fascinating. I had my girls watch it. Like when mama talks about using manners at the dinner table, they don't need to be like this. But this is a great source of inspiration mm-hmm. when I say, you know, like, could we please not have it look like a feeding trough here? <laughs> well, maybe that's where you I set spend the bar. an hour and a half making dinner <laughs> so I could watch this circus going on <laughs> right now. Set the bar there. And then if they don't reach it, they'll still land higher than the feeding trough. You know? Right. Exactly. Maybe um, we'll post that video on the yes. Patreon page because oh, it idea. is fun. It is inspiring. Good mm-hmm. idea. We mm-hmm. have a, a woman in our church who wrote a book on manners, and she used to teach it at the classical Christian school here. And what I find fascinating is that whenever I'm in her presence, I immediately elevate my manners because I'm aware of how much it matters to her. And she has such a poise about her. When she speaks to you, she doesn't stutter over her words. She just looks you in the eye. She speaks very calm, clear, you know, in- intentional about what she's saying. And she's, I mean, she's just so wonderfully polite. She's the type who will immediately write a handwritten like thank you note, you know, and you'll get it in the mail half a day later. She's very prompt. <laughs> <laughs> she's just, she's in a, I mean, I admire her. Very much. And I think Mm. that that's kind of an important point to make, because like you said, Jen, whether or not people around you have manners, when you have manners, there's a sense of comfort in that. But I also think when you have manners, you impact your environment probably more than you realize when you're acting a certain way. I mean, there's a reason that, you know, the quote mob mentality is a thing. It's because we pick up on the energies and the actions of people around us. And so inevitably, Mm -hmm. people will pick up on that. As you described that lady, I thought that was Madame Chic. Her manners Mm. were so formal and her family's manners were so formal that you immediately sat up straight. You immediately Mm -hmm. noticed what you were doing and not in a negative way where you couldn't relax around her necessarily, but um, it just, it made you aware of yourself. And Mm -hmm. also in... um, in my first book, in Lessons from Madame Chic, I talk about how their apartment was designed in such a way that it was formal as well. So it's it's almost like, um, you know, if you walk into the Ritz or, you know, Claridge's, or so, it's such a beautiful environment that you change the way 
you are, you, you stand straight, you watch what you say, you are suddenly conscious of what you're wearing. I think that these are all good things mm-hmm. um, because it, and we want our homes to be, we want our homes to be like that in a small way. We want our homes to be comfortable. We want our children to be comfortable around us, our guests to be comfortable. But also I like um, the elevated space and that, you know, when people, if you, if you are known by people as um, the lady with good manners, you know, people mm-hmm. are going to hopefully act a certain way around you and be inspired to act in, in a proper way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Perhaps you've answered this before somewhere else, but I am curious. What does Madame Chic think about everything you've done with what you've learned? So what you learned from her. Yeah. Didn't we talk about this in the last episode? I can't remember. Yeah, this part of the story bothers me. Like I can't, I'm not at peace with it. (laughs) What's that? Say that again. We did? Yeah. I don't remember. It's because you're old. Yeah. We talked about this in the last episode, but I'll give you another. It wasn't very chic, Shay. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> so I could recap. Yeah. Briefly, yeah. Go ahead. Like. Okay. So um, I wrote the Madame Chic book, the first one, um, so long after I lived in the household. And I never stayed in touch with them. I wrote them letters a bit after I left their home. But they never responded. But that wasn't unusual. They always had a foreign exchange student living with them. So every semester there was somebody new. And when I was living with them, they would always open up the letters. Oh, so-and-so from Kentucky wrote us. Then they close the letter and we'd go on with our lives. I didn't get the sense that they wrote back, you know. Mm -hmm. So they never wrote me back. I was fine with that. And then um, when I self-published the book, because I originally self-published it, I wrote them a letter just telling them, you know, Never heard back from them. Okay, they they don't, you know, they they've got a life. They're not interested. You know, that's fine. <laughs> then when it was picked up by Simon and Schuster, I thought I, I should just write them again. <laughs> so I did write them a few times. My final letter that I had written to them was sent back to me. That they're no longer at that address. So I don't know. I don't know if they know about the books or or any of that. But I am hopeful that I can get in touch with their children one day or something. And we could have an amazing reunion. Mm-hmm. We want to go to Paris next spring or next summer mm-hmm. if the lockdowns and everything are off. So that would be incredible. But that is where it stands. Mm. Someday. Someday. We're going to find her. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I sort of like that though. Do you? Still an, I don't like and that. She's kept her air of mystery and her. Chicness. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're not the type of family. Like, for example, on Facebook, I'm looking for the children on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I don't see any of them on. I don't know if they've got like strict privacy. It's not the type. They are such, I don't know. This family is such a class act. Do you know what I mean? They're not all over Mm -hmm. Facebook. They're not like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're very private. Mm. And, um, and so I don't know. I don't know if she knows the impact that she's had on people around the world, but I would love to to obviously share that with her. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you guys miss being private like that? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I was like, I just want to be a mysterious woman. Like if if I didn't have a YouTube channel and a blog, you wouldn't be able to find me. Yes. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't even have a Facebook page. Well, here's the bugger. We all started so long ago that it wasn't this before I fall. I used to follow bloggers who 
They didn't have any photos of themselves on there. I mean, it, it was, it could have been written by anybody, mm-hmm. you know, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't exactly know who they were. They had a way of the photos they would share, the things they were right. And now it's just not that way. But social media wasn't a thing back then. Right. Not nearly like it is now. But we, I've said that a thousand times. Like, I'm going to hit a retirement age and then I'm just going to vanish off into the thin air. Peace no out. one can find me. <laughs> <laughs> right? I will not be making TikTok videos. So if that means I have to retire early, then that's what we have to do. I will not be migrating. Did you say you won't be making TikTok videos? No, if that's what it takes to be a blogger, like in 2025. And that I will not be crossing I'm not going to be doing that. I'm not, I'm not doing TikTok either, ladies. Although never say never. I know. I feel like that even with Instagram reels, they're like, now you can make a little mini video. I was like, I don't want to. Don't Mm -hmm. make me do that. Right. (laughs) What are you guys going to do in Paris? Tell me about this. I don't know. Well, we're going to spend, our plan is to spend the summer in England. And so while we're there, we always say, Ben and I have always said, while we're there, we want to go to Paris. But every time we've gone, we've had a baby with us. Mm. So this time our youngest will be almost three. So I think that it won't be as painful because Paris is not baby friendly. I don't know. I I get, I get anxiety thinking about going with the baby, Mm -hmm. you know, with like car seats in the cot and and getting a high chair at a, at a bistro or something or Mm -hmm. cafe. So anyway, Chatelet, can you imagine Chatelet with children? No, (laughs) I just can't. So are your kids (laughs) going to stay with Ben's parents then in England? They and, could do that, oh, but I think they, they want to come to Paris. At least the older ones do. So either way, that would be nice, actually, if mm. they stayed with his family mm-hmm. and he and I could go. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. I'm all like about leaving children with grandparents. I would love it. <laughs> I know the younger ones, it's so hard with them because you never know. But soon that is coming in the future. That's coming. And I know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. We booked a trip to Italy completely emotionally during a rough part of this lockdown oh no like she did it like so emotionally she talked about it at seven in the morning at 11 30 guess who what puts, i just did who puts an emotional trip to italy i do <laughs> she did I, like, I don't know where our kids are gonna go i don't know how we're gonna pay for this but i think we should do it i think this is a really wise decision oh that's so so, <laughs> so now i'm just praying that the lockdown is lifted there by the time we're supposed to go yeah Oh my gosh. I we'll know. see. Surely, surely it has. Oh, that'd be to. amazing. Are you going to film videos or are you just going to be No, it'll be a work trip. It'll be a work trip. Okay. Yep. But uh, you know, I figure if you run a cooking community for a living, you got to you got to recharge those batteries every once in a while. And Oh yeah. I know I'm in Paris yes. company here, but I can't think of a better place for me to do that than Italy. It's just you know, um, I'm studying, uh, someone just rang my doorbell. I'm studying, um, we are Does studying. Does that even happen anymore? I know. Yeah, Who is this? On my phone. I'm getting an oh, okay. on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> We're studying um, Elizabeth Barrett Browning for my chic assignment. And she and Robert Browning moved to Italy. That, that was their adopted country later mm-hmm. on because her, her father didn't approve of their marriage. So they lived there. And so I was uh, researching Casa Guidi. I don't know if I'm saying that right. That's where they lived. And it's just amazing. Yeah. I love Italy. I do too. I really do. Would you guys, I mean, Ben's from England. Would you guys ever move, consider moving back to Europe? Are you pretty set where you're at? Or do you dream of it? We definitely would. I think while the kids are young, um, America is much more 
I hate saying this, but it's just, for me, it's true. It's just more convenient when you mm-hmm. have small children, mm-hmm. I find, mm-hmm. you know, so. Um, well, even just the space, the right? Older, nothing's off the table, you know? Mm-hmm. We want to live, we want to live there part-time and live here part-time. So we have a little flat that mm-hmm. we go to there that we, that we have with his parents. So we could totally do that, especially because we homeschool. So that's like one of the whole you know, mm-hmm. benefits behind it. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I mean, I didn't go to Europe for the first time until I was in my early twenties. And I remember wishing that I would have seen how big the world was or, or just had a, and maybe you can't teach that to kids, but I feel like some have a good understanding of that. Like, oh, there's a world outside of our country. There's a word at world outside of our language, our cuisine, mm-hmm. our custom, our, you know, cultural norms. Like there's, there's so many colorful places. <laughs> And I'm a homebody. Like, I'm perfectly happy to be here in my home all the time. But I think just having that posture of your mindset of, no, the world's big. I am not the world. My culture is Mm -hmm. not the world. My language is not the world. My food is not the world. My home is not the world. And I think there's so many benefits to that for children. Me too. Mm -hmm. It's so good for, for children to travel. And, you know, we spent last Christmas in England and it was so... I think that was our first Christmas in England. We always usually go in the summer and the kids just loved it. Mm. The traditions are so different there. And, and even how everything is served, everything is different. And it's so good to expose children to different cultures like that. Yeah. What sort of things sort mm-hmm. of surprise them? What cultural thing? I don't, I wouldn't have guessed there were that many differences. Well, you know, it's true in, in England, there's not that many differences. Um, but just even just the architecture mm-hmm. is so different from where we are. They love the architecture and the way the homes are styled and designed. You know, um, the, my mother-in-law is an amazing interior decorator. So her, her home is so gorgeous and just, you know, there's so many places to get lost and you both would love it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. We I was just thinking, it. do you rent this flat out? Because I feel like we could do a little homemaker chic uh, recording session. <laughs> you could totally come to our flat. I won't even charge you. Nobody's rent. stomping up the I stairs. Just, whenever we have somebody on who has a house or like a connection anywhere, I'm like, we'll go. <laughs> right. Do you, do yeah. you want us there? We'll go. <laughs> I've actually so. never been to England, but I, were, I, I mean, I spent 12 hours in a London airport once, but that doesn't count. That was Oh, horrible. you would love it. You would absolutely love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm I'm half British, not by any sort of genetic history, but just from all the BBC I watch. <laughs> <laughs> half British by osmosis. <laughs> Shay, have you seen A Room with a View? Oh, sure a long time ago. You should a watch that again. Ago. If you need to like get your British mm. Italian mm-hmm. feels, mm-hmm. that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Enchanted should. April. Didn't that take place? Where was that? Where did that take place? Did you see that? I haven't seen that one. Oh, you have to see it. Enchanted on your April. List, Enchanted April. Never heard okay. of it. So good. Room with a view and Enchanted April. Okay. I will do this. If I find my pencil. I have to write these things Are you reaching down. reaching for paper? I'm reaching down for a pencil <laughs> and a paper because I have a really old brain like you and it's very hard for me to remember things. Did she just say like you? <laughs> I love you. You know that. (sighs) And on that note. And on that note. (laughs) We're so good at this job. 
It kind of blows my mind. We're professional podcasters, Jennifer. <laughs> you are so professional. Hey, I'm the one we sitting are... in my bed right now. You both look professional in studios. So, <laughs> dare I confess? I'm, I'm actually wearing yoga pants right now, which I <gasps> never wear. I know. Oh my god! But listen, confessions to Madame. Shake. I know That's it gets be even worse book. though because I have yoga pants on underneath my red flannel pajama bottoms to keep me warm, which. <laughs> were under right before we started recording they were under my carhartt coveralls that are covered in farm goo so this is a double whammy not only are you wearing your yoga pants but you're also wearing your pajamas i know well no i took i took the flannel off before we sat down but i but i'm gonna shower because i have a hot date tonight with Stuart, and so you know nice i know confession I just had to get it out. That is sort of one of the uh, the drawbacks of the farming. You go out in like 42 scummy layers and you come in and you're like, I can't take it off. I can't take it off. I'm freezing. <laughs> see, Jennifer's I can't really, I totally have. I, yeah. I understand. I know. I see, see, Jennifer, I'm always looking at your nails in all your videos and, and everything. I'm like, look at her hands. They're moisturized and soft and she holds them very eloquently and her I'm not nails cows. are already done. I know. It's like this weird paradox we live in. We're like, I want to be posh. Also, I'm trashy. <laughs> I live on a farm. I <laughs> You're not trashy. put out a video on Friday. <laughs> this summer, I was in the pasture and I was cutting down honeysuckle. And Jennifer, those have like big thorns. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's different varieties. The ones we have here are invasive and they have these huge spikes. And it got caught and it ricocheted and slammed me in the thumb. And I had like a half inch splinter embedded in my thumb oh. for months. Oh. <laughs> Very painful. Finally got it out like last week. Gross. Okay. <laughs> Film for YouTube on Friday. I'm in the final edit and I'm holding this beautiful piece of moss with these little funky Alice in Wonder like uh, Alice in Wonderland, like microscopic little mushroom, bright green things. mushrooms, yeah. just totally gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I look and this hole, basically I have a hole in my thumb. <laughs> I was thinking of your hands. I'm like, her hands do not look like this. I had to like zoom in, crop the thumb out. It was just so gross. I hate that. It's really funny. I don't know. I'm self-conscious about my hands because I developed like an eczema after I had my fourth child. So my hands look super wrinkly, um, mm. not due to age, although I am older, but <laughs> not because of that, but because of my eczema. So I'm always like, my hands look so much older, but I just do my best. I like painting my nails. I really enjoy How often do you paint polish. them? Sorry? How often do you paint them? Uh, once a week to every 10 days, just depending on how long How it does it last that long? Mine lasts like 12 hours. Really? Yes. I was going to well, say, that's amazing. Um, but you're doing so much more farm work than I'm doing. So there's that. Well, but I use gloves when I do the dishes. I was always. just going to say it's dishwashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I use a really high quality nail polish, London town that works really well for me, but you know, I just, I don't know. Everybody asks that, but it really does last a long time. Or if one chips, I just fix it. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. I just take, I take pleasure out of it. I really enjoy it. I love having my nails done. And usually during the winter time, like once the heavy farm stuff is over, I mean, cause you can milk a cow without jacking your nails. It's the gardening and the dishwashing mm-hmm. and the yeah. Stirring the cheese curds with your arm, you know, for an hour right. while your hands in there and that lukewarm acidic water and yeah. all this kind of yeah. stuff. It, um, But usually I do them this type of year, but I've done the press on nails, which we talked about in this podcast. I've done those before. What I don't mm-hmm. like is they trash your nails underneath and then inevitably they go from looking really good to one pops off and then you look like a 
streetwalker. <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on that note. <laughs> oh. Fine. We'll wrap it up. Fine. What, you got somewhere to be or something. What, it's like Monday? I do, got actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting dark. I have to go milk. What? Holy cow. How is it that time already? Okay. Ladies, thank you for being here. Jennifer, thank you for joining us again. I feel like we didn't even get to talk about all the stuff. I know. I know. I'm just going to come back all the time. Yeah. 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 Just, just, I'm always here, here for you. I love oh, you, too. Awesome. Well, we love you, too. We love you. Keep, uh, keep fighting the good fight. We're going to chicify the culture that kills yes. us. <laughs> Start with me and Angela. One ripped off nail at a time. <laughs> oh, ladies, thank you for being here. Do visit us over on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast. Go visit us on patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. And of course, visit our sponsor, dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic. And happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Friends, we're going to take a break. Yes. Okay, so we will not be around on Friday, but use the hashtag Ultra Feminine Friday. Show us your tables. Show us what you wore, no matter how big or how small your crowd is. Yes, please do. We want to see it. We're thankful for you. Yes. And we will see you again back on Monday. Monday. Sounds good. Okay. Cheers. Thanks, Jennifer. Cheers. Cheers.